Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Hello and welcome to the stack. No, that's not it. <laughs> that's not that show. <laughs> uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Netflix and Soul Podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I can promise you this is Stacking Triggers. And, uh, boy. That's uh, a long I week, have, huh? I have old, empty brain. Yeah, that's uh that's embarrassing. because uh, I'm not leaving that How in. How embarrassing. But uh yeah, Caleb began the show by introducing it as Stacking Triggers, our Magic the Gathering podcast, which I guess is a free plug for that. So go check that out if you're interested in Magic the Gathering content. I don't know. See, I started to roll in at at the beginning of this show I say hello, ladies and gentlemen, and on that show I say hello and welcome. And I said hello and welcome, so like the reflex was to just keep continuing with the title of that show. That's why I just say Shalomi Mahomes. Uh, that way, and I use it for everything. And that way, I have no idea what I'm introing for, so I have to remember what state of mind to be in. Hmm. So what I'm saying is, just come up with a random, 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 random thing to say to intro everything. I don't know. I'm not creative enough to come up with anything. That's fine. Uh, how are you? I'm well. I'm doing fine. Uh, my Stardew Valley farm is doing very well. I've got millions and millions of fake gold coins from selling wine. Uh, how much of that can you convert into real life currency? Uh, none, but I guess it's preventing me from spending other real life currency. Because I don't do anything and just play Stardew Valley. Right, you don't have the time. Which is fair. Uh, That happens. Well, I'm happy for you that your uh, wine cellar thing is thriving in a fake video game. Game's good. I don't know. Me and Jimmy are supposed to start doing Stardew together at some point. Um, Might stream it. Might just be for us. I don't know. Might just be for you. Fuck it. Who cares? Uh, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, I finally got a new computer. Uh, it's been almost five years. It's actually. Actually, curious how long it's been. Rough, like, cause it was roughly. It's been roughly five years, uh, but I can't. I can't tell you it's, exactly it's how. It's been long. a rough five years. Yeah, uh, it's been a rough five years. But yeah, uh, this can. I, I. I'm finding out now that the PC I was using was definitely, definitely on its last legs. Like, uh, the uh, M2 drive that I'm showing Caleb right now uh, is 100% corrupted. The fuck is that? Uh, M2 is the next form of uh, internal storage. Uh, so, you know, you have your your HDD drive, you have your uh, solid state drive, and now M2 is a different kind of solid state drive that operates even faster than a solid state drive. Oh, okay. It's also only uh, that big, uh, which no one can see, and that that thin uh versus oh here's one 
uh, versus this one terabyte yeah. internal. Uh, so it's just a SSD. Just a next generation solid state drive. 100%. But that's, uh, I don't know, I guess case in point of why I don't typically adopt uh, new technologies for like three to five years because it breaks down. And I think it also worked out the, all the kinks and then it works. I think it also might be because I put in uh, like 15 or so fucking operating systems on it. And it was just like, stop, 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 stop. You're breaking me. Stop it. <laughs> so uh, that might be fried, uh, which means the last two episodes, uh, their raw data files are gone. Well, actually, that's not true because they're still in. Uh, Dropbox, so that's fine. If I wanted to re-edit them, I can, but uh, I don't know if I will. Uh, but it, I, I've only lost like two weeks of data, which, considering its hard drive failure, ain't bad. Hmm. I don't know. I think uh, I think solid state drives have a limited number of write cycles that they can go through. So, um, yeah. if you're if you're constantly like reformatting your full drive, eventually, like you'll I don't know. I think I think each block can be rewritten like three thousand times or something like that before things reach their like death point. Yeah. So uh, I have one of my solid state drives ready to go. That was my internal SATA hard drive, uh, and I'm going to reattach it into uh, this PC. I'm currently using. Uh, I'm going to continue to try to rescue any data off of the M2 yeah. drive that I can and probably reformat it entirely to just be an internal secondary hard drive. Yeah, I don't know. That's why uh, that's why I still keep like my archive of everything on a traditional like hard drive. Because uh, it's not limited in the number of write cycles, although uh if if there's ever like uh, a large electromagnetic pulse nearby, then uh, oh, you're done so though. long family photos. That would be uh, terrible. All, all my bits will be flipped to one. <laughs> not not all of your bits. My bits. Uh, this is boring. That's fine. Uh, let's do a segment. Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! Do we want to do what's your swill? Do you have swill? I don't have any swill. I do. Uh, so I have a vodka tonic with a Kettle One vodka, uh, which I found out is from Holland. You shouldn't so, weird. It's fair. We are t- uh, yeah, but it's not Russian, so there's that. So we're, we're happy about that. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. that's basically what it is. Is we're happy that and it's I not Russian. A, I have a vodka cranberry. Hold the vodka. Is it hurting when you pee? Is that the problem? No. Um, but I didn't want to go out and buy alcohol, and also I just mm. have a bit of a headache, and I'm trying to rehydrate because I think I think that's what's going on with me today. Uh, and so here I am drinking not water. Yeah. Right. Fucking idiot. Yeah. All right. That'll get us to the news. Oh, shit. It's mail time. 
Dan, I don't know if you read this article, but. Oh, of course I did. Come on. So I, I found this article on Bloomberg about how recent issues at Netflix have uh, affected employees, their corporate structure and uh, their corporate culture. So uh, this is direct from the article, uh, which we can link it in the show notes if you want. Uh, Working at Netflix has been one of the most desirable jobs in Hollywood, if not all of corporate America. The company ranks as one of the most beloved brands, pays well, and offers a chance to work with people that change the way we watch TV. But a record decline in Netflix's share price precipitated by its poor financial results has shaken employees' confidence in the company's long-term trajectory. It has also erased the value of many employees' options, uh, meaning stock options, uh, because now their stocks are worth less. Yes. Uh, people who were sitting on tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars are left with nothing. Uh, that's not true. It's just less <laughs> yeah. than that. Yes. Um, so what do you think? So I mean... Far? Disgruntled employees. I mean, I even tweeted this out. Disgruntled employees are disgruntled because uh, their stock, their retirement option likely has decreased because it was tied entirely to the stock price of the company, which Mm -hmm. uh, that's why you learn about what your company's 401k plan is, because sometimes it's just their stock price. So that way you feel an incentive as an employee to give 100 percent. So that way the company continues to grow and grow and grow ad infinitum. Yeah. Uh, which, as I discussed last week, is not possible. Correct. <laughs> but the, the point is, is you want your company to live forever, uh, constantly growing its share prices, or at least, you know, if, it, if it's a stock split, uh, growing share prices even from that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It goes on to a, a bit about the culture and um, kind of like Reed Hastings wrote, Uh, a book called no rules rules uh which is like a book for aspiring entrepreneurs about how like netflix's culture is all about uh freedom and taking responsibility for your own actions and like they just kind of let you do your thing and like like we discussed last week they just go after people who are already like established talent and just like try to create a environment where they can thrive so it says working at Netflix isn't for everyone, but it is great for a certain kind of ambitious driven executive. Uh, however, uh, the company has been growing. So like they had about 2000 employees uh, back in 2013 and they have more than 11,000 as of the end of last year, which is a lot, which is a lot. Uh, so now they're looking at adding a junior level. Because rather than just like, you know, hire a bunch of bosses, like they have to be able to do work, but like not pay premium for like 100% of their workforce. Correct. Which is the case with every job. Mm -hmm. Like people, so what I'm seeing are like a bunch of people, especially in the Netflix work culture being like, oh. Uh, they're they're acting like a regular business now, and it's like okay, yeah. When when did you expect? Did you not expect the the floor to fall out from you guys? Like, did you did no one expect? Like, I know I know Reed Hastings is like everything's fine, we're great, blah 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 blah. But like, you you can't just take your fucking CEO's word as at face value. You have to actually look at the external factors on your company and look at what's going on there. 
mm-hmm. realize, huh, maybe there's something going on here that, you know, I should be aware of that maybe, you know, there's a time to get out and it should have been before now. Before yeah. my options died. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, jaded employees are saying, oh, this is just a way for you to cut costs. Uh, yes. Netflix is saying, no, it's, you know, to give people a path for career advancement. Uh, it can be both. Because Netflix used to not hire low level employees at all. Uh, they would just hire established people and pay them double or triple what they could get elsewhere. Right. Which is the problem. Uh, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that a bit later with uh, a, a big like a big layoff that happened within the company of them paying triple of what people should be getting paid. Yeah. Netflix is still a uh, an attractive company to work at. Like it's still the biggest TV network in the world. It's not dying. But like at the same time it's not like this untouchable like titan of the industry anymore. Like there's right. there's a, a there's other companies, you know, trying to you know, fight for supremacy. Which, um, I don't know, I think Netflix will remain the biggest name in the game, at least for some time. Uh, but, like, things will get progressively shittier, and Netflix will suffer for that because of the greed of other companies. Um, that's just this reporter's opinion. Let me see. Because uh, Disney just recently had their earnings call. Um, somebody else is having their earnings call this week and it like the entire streaming industry seems to be in free fall since Netflix, since Netflix's, uh, Q1 results came out because everyone's mm-hmm. just like, well, if they're the biggest in streaming, then obviously that means streaming has a ceiling. And right now streaming absolutely does have a, a, a ceiling yeah. because, uh, Anecdotally, I was sitting at uh, a luncheon that we were having for some people who were having birthdays in the office, and they were like, I heard like three people who are like in their 50s, 50s and above, talking about like, oh, I love watching Judge Judy, like every every Saturday, (laughs) every night at seven. And I'm I'm just like, yeah, these people don't watch Netflix. Like, it's one of those scenarios where like cable and broadcast will die whenever the olds die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately there's still a ton of olds so they're watching all that stuff as opposed to uh, understanding what Netflix does or what any streaming service does so right now there is a ceiling we talked about it before it's a mature market here in the United States and Canada uh, it looks to be reaching maturity in Europe it looks to be reaching maturity in Latin America so Asia is their next market they have to pierce in any kind of way uh, India's failing massively uh, you'll see growth again whenever Netflix Netflix can get into India. I mean, that's the other thing, though, is that just with the ubiquity of streaming, at, like at least in our culture, um, cutting the cord isn't the cheap option necessarily. Because, like, if you're getting all the streaming services that you want to watch shows on. Like you're probably paying more than cable was. Oh, oh yes. So like what's, what's actually happening is people are getting one or two streaming services and then like 
consumers are going back to pirating things. Well, consumers who understand how to pirate and are okay with uh, potentially having the repercussions or at least not understanding the repercussions upon pirating uh, enforced upon them. Well, that's that's the other thing is that like the the consumers that you know are are in that sector of the market are also savvy enough that like i think something like 25% of all web traffic is encrypted now mm. so like if you're going to go on pirate bay i feel like people know now that's like oh i should sign up for nordvpn it'll look like right. i'm in sweden <laughs> right uh but yeah like I think that's the thing is like everyone looks at all the streaming services and just goes, I should have all of these. And you're right. Like everything is more expensive than cable. But again, so is an ala- like a la carte is always going to be more expensive than a, a combined package. A yeah. combined package is going to be cheaper. So that way they can convince you to get onto all of them. Uh, right. So that's why cable is considered cheaper Versus all the streaming services, because, again, it's a la carte. Also, Netflix isn't even on yeah. cable. Also, so I, Amazon isn't either. I think we're at what would you say? Maybe T minus three years from somebody saying, hey, uh, we're a company that subscribes you to all of these things and you just pay us and we negotiate out like a bulk rate with everybody. And then it's cable. Mm, uh, maybe sooner than that but it depends because i think we need to i think a streaming service domino needs to fall at some point i think peacock or paramount needs to die at some point yeah i don't i don't see either of them making it very long those are the two that i'm like they're definitely i mean who i'm not even considering hulu because hulu is just going to get folded to disney plus it's fine but uh, I see either of those services die, either or both of those services dying, and then content getting licensed out to other uh, streaming services mm-hmm. as like a third party. Maybe Netflix. Maybe we'll get The Office back. Uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> uh, but it's going to cost way more than it did before because uh, everyone knows what The Office does. It, it, it will like if you have original content that you can supplement with a library. People will people will sit there. Uh, which is why I think Peacock will die because I don't think Peacock has very interesting content with a library. Yeah, it's true. Uh, somehow we went from employee relations into the general streaming conversation, but uh, y- oh, this yeah. is what we do. This is uh, this is how our lives are. I guess that's true. Uh, but as as for everything with Netflix, I think uh, the employees uh, are just mad. Because their 401k, their retirement plan was hooked into the company that they work for. And uh, they're also shutting off discretionary spending. And now you're going to be more scrutinized for what you spend. Uh, you're going to get a, pr- a levels of approval for what you're spending. You're going to follow within budgets. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry that you don't like that. But unfortunately for you, a, uh, 90% of America operates like that. So you're no. going to have to get the fuck over it. Uh, that's true. Uh, anything else on this? Uh, nope. I think we about hit all the points that I wanted to make. So, okay. Uh, we have a post anime April special bulletin, uh, which is that 
Parasite the Maxim, one of my favorite anime shows, is going to be leaving Netflix on May 14th. Uh, so as of release of this, you have like 12 days. Who's uh, who is the production company behind that? Is that Funimation? Because mm. I wonder where it's going, because uh, Sony bought Crunchyroll or Funimation, one of the two, and is rat enrolling them into one service. And I wonder how much of their anime is going to get recaptured and put into that service. Which is another like, I mean, you want to talk about something like it's like that's why Netflix is trying to get into anime shit is because it's, they uh, want to have something else there. It's Madhouse. Oh, I have no idea who that is. Uh, uh, they did Spirited Away, Hunter x Hunter, Death Note, Howl's Moving Castle, Alita Battle Angel. Hmm. Um. One Punch Man. It doesn't say who owns the distribution rights, though. Is it? See, I don't. I don't know how to distinguish that on IMDb. Uh, Let me see. Uh, The production companies listed are Forecast Communications, Madhouse, and uh, Nippon Television Network, which is just basically Japan's BBC, I guess. And Video Uh, Audio Project, licensed by Sentai. English Network, Anime Network, uh, Nippon TV. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like I said, it's probably one of my top three. Honestly, I think it goes Trigun, Jojo, and then this. Damn. Um, like I, I like this a lot. I'm, I'm like halfway through my second watch through of this because I heard that it was leaving. Did I say second, third? This is my third time watching it. Nerd. I don't know. There's a little bit of fan servicey shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, the plot of it is like these parasites of unknown, dubious origins. Uh, start like. They feed on humans, so it'll like take over the brain of a human host and like their head can transform into like a tentacle monster and eat other people. Um, So the main character, Shinichi, is attacked by one of these things while he's sleeping, uh, but it doesn't manage to get into his brain like it. It consumes his arm and like becomes his arm. Yeah. Uh, So like. It uh, he becomes like a superhero fighting the bad parasites who just want to like feed on humans, Uh, whereas like him and his parasite become like symbiotic because uh, he still maintains control over the brain and like the parasite kind of has no choice but to work with him. Um, It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, Some of the early episodes have some. Some shitty fan surfacey stuff that anime does a lot where like uh, the the parasite becomes fascinated with uh, human mating rituals. So like it's his right hand. So it's like trying to jerk him off and then uh, it grabs a girl by the boob. Uh, And then, you know, the kids like, hey, don't fucking do that kind of stuff. Uh, And then they don't do that anymore in the show. And the show is much better for it. I mean, at least the kid goes, hey, don't do that kind of stuff. Like, at least he understands that enough to go. That's not fine. Uh, Don't do it again. But yeah, there's a scene where like. Kids taking a piss and the parasites holding it for him. And uh, 
the parasite's like, please hold still. I'm going to try to make your sex organ erect. And he's like, what the hell? What the hell? No, you're not. <laughs> good times. So if you can handle that. Uh, there's a lot of good show after that. Yep. 20 minute episodes. Uh, you should be done within a weekend. So yeah. uh, your your weekend is planned. You watch this, right? Yeah. OK. I watched. OK, I should say I watched most of it. I tried like twice to get all the way through it. And somehow, like every time I got like about a little more than halfway through, uh, I got to uh, where the parasite is with the guy with the the parasite around his mouth. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, like I get like a a couple episodes past that and I just fall off for some fucking reason. I don't get it. You should go back and finish it because the uh, end is actually quite good. That's probably what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is, uh, this is going away. So I'm, I'm probably just gonna, uh, buy all the DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever the fuck. That was always allowed. Uh, and I don't know why they don't, pe- more people don't do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, now ne- speaking of things that are leaving, uh, let's run through some cancellations and pause whenever you or I want to talk about them. So first up that we have leaving is Raising Dion. That's been canceled after its second season. You uh, you hate to see it. Hate to see it. Uh, it looked like it was actually doing OK in terms of viewership. So I'm actually surprised. It might be more the fact that it took two and a half years to get get there. and also like. Must have been underperforming to a degree uh, by Netflix's standards that it was just like, hey, this is just an easy cut for us. Like, we're already trying to restructure our 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 business. So let's just, you know, cut bait and run while we can. All right. uh, Next is pretty smart that got canceled after one season. Do you remember this? We didn't watch it. We watched a trailer for it. Uh, Yeah, I think I. I think Vanessa watched the first episode of it and then was really embarrassed when I walked in during it. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the correct uh, answer. It was was about the girl who moves in with her sister and a bunch of her roommates and like she's way smarter than them because they're all fucking stupid. Yeah, that that show shockingly got canceled. I can't believe it. Uh, My wife was not into it. Yeah, uh, so... Good riddance. I think that show would have been gone no matter what, because it was just it just I don't know. Uh, And then uh, finally, uh, and this is probably the most important one of all, uh, Space Force has been canceled after its second season. Well, it's about damn time. That's true. Probably should have been canceled after the first season. Uh, So I know a lot of people were complaining that uh, it was getting a second season. Now I see people complaining that it's getting canceled after a second season. And I'm just like, guys, you need to pick one. You need to pick one and stick in that (laughs) lane because like uh, it shouldn't have gotten a second season. It nobody liked the first season. I'm sorry if you like the first season. I don't know what's wrong. Uh, And I, I mean that very rarely do I call people out for their opinions on movies and TV shows. But if you like the first season of Space Force, why? Uh, the second season came out. It barely charted in terms of uh, hours viewed. Uh, for the amount of money and star power behind this show, there is no reason it should have flopped like this. Uh, and it is now officially dead. And I uh, can't believe that the the one off joke about some dumb shit that a former president said uh, didn't fucking make it into like 
a 10 season long show. I know. I mean, especially like it's amazing because they made the show like two years after he said it. And then they took two years to make this, which came out a year after he left office. So, like, the joke isn't even funny anymore because he's not in the Oval Office anymore. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, it just just bad overall. Uh, I think Netflix got fleeced out of money on this. This is their own original production. Like, this is a, a, an in-house production. And you know how, ha- how bad it has to be if they decide, hey, we're, we're done. Like, it's got to be, like, Jupiter's Legacy type bad for them to, to pull the plug. So. Uh, that's it. Uh, I don't more uh, raising the honest. I'm a little upset about. I, I would like to see where that would have gone, but uh, I I at least understand it. Yeah. All right. Uh, final piece of news is that uh, Netflix has laid off at least ten members of its marketing team, uh, specifically their To Doom arm. Uh, to Doom masquerades itself as a journalistic arm of Netflix, but instead was essentially a puff piece factory. Uh, so Caleb. Uh, <laughs> You were not on Twitter for this. I was uh, a lot of jur- a lot of journalists. OK, real journalists were being like, oh, this is sad. What's going on over there? Uh, and then the journalists from to doom uh, eventually came out and were like, hey, we were promised we were going to, you know, we had contracts that went to August. Uh, we, you know, uh we were getting to do some exciting stuff and now we're only leaving the company with two weeks of severance. <clears throat> so, um, I, uh, and they work there. How long? Uh, a few months. And they got two weeks severance after a couple months of working there. Yeah. Well, that must be so super fucking hard for you. Yeah. Uh, one of a company that I worked at originally got bought within, uh, I actually wasn't even working there. I got hired after they got bought. Uh, and then, uh, I got maybe, oh, I think it was maybe a week. I don't even think it was due a week, but I, I, I had to like fight cause I'm in payroll. I had to fight for like, I think it was three weeks of severance being like, hi, yeah, you bought my company. You're eliminating my position. You need to fucking pay me more than you're going to pay me. Uh, so I got three weeks, I think, hmm. because I uh, because I used my uh, ability of being like, I'll just leave and you won't know how to pay people as, as my as my thing. Uh, so, yeah. They should thank their lucky fucking stars that they got <laughs> two weeks of severance for working at a company for a few months. Yeah. I've never gotten a severance package from anywhere. Right. Uh, and again, these were all people who uh, one of their complaints is I moved across the country for this. OK. Uh, you're not special. You're not different in any way, shape or form. I'm sorry. I don't care. Uh, you also got paid two to three times more than colleagues yeah. for to do puff pieces. Move home. Like. Go back home. Go back to another. Like, (laughs) go back to where you came from. Go back to where you came from. Fuck it. Uh, Also, (laughs) also, one girl apparently left a union job she was in for six years uh, in order to take this, and who, uh, and she got like sixteen weeks of severance or something like that. Leaving her union job. She was looking for a way out of that. Yeah. Uh, 
so again, it's not just money. If you're looking at simple dollars and cents, uh, bad, wrong, you shouldn't be looking at just dollars and cents when you move to a place. Uh, it should also be like culture and and such. And I guess they were sold on Netflix culture that probably doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but I don't feel bad for you considering that you made high five figures uh, writing puff pieces. Again, puff pieces. You didn't actually do anything. I'm sorry. Your Your job was not hard. Oh, man, look how great this show is. Let me tell you about how great this show is. Uh, except your your website gets no fucking traffic and no one cares what you have to say. So uh, how did you not think that after Bazoma St. John left in January that your job was going to be safe? Get the fuck out of here. Grow up. You have a lot of opinions about this, huh? I do. None of them are going to be popular to like the <laughs> pro work people or like the, I guess, r slash anti work. but like. Man, like you, you got to take some fucking like you got to learn what you're getting into or you got to accept some risk when you're when you're leaving a company like. I'm if you can go online and get the blue checkmark journalist brigade on your side, because it's very easy to do that, like because I mean, basically any journalist is immediately checkmarked, but like. You're if you're if you're somebody who's in that field and you leave your job because of something bad the company did, bad the company did, you're going to get a lot of vocal people on your side because the uh, because the journalists are going to come and be like, hello, this is bad. What happened here? It's like, no, it's fucking not. It's not. It's normal. It's business. Like, yeah, it probably sucks to lose your job and now you have to move back home, you know, get out of your lease that you, you, you put into. But I mean. That's the risk you take. I did the same thing when I came down here. I came <laughs> down I came down to North Carolina and then 2 months later the fucking pandemic started. And I'm lucky that I got to keep my job. Yeah, people people like to forget that the job market is in fact a market and like any market uh commodities trade hands and prices are negotiated and you take risks and sometimes you lose. It's how it is. Welcome to capitalism, kid. Yeah. You're uh, not guaranteed shit. So yeah, I I I'm sorry. I just don't like I'm sorry you lost your job. I am I am sorry you lost your job. Like that sucks. Like you were promised well, yeah, something. I don't, I don't you, want anyone to lose their job, but like they're they're trying to cut costs. Like why would they why would they want to prop up a website indefinitely that nobody goes to and that doesn't right. generate them revenue. And the counterpoint from people is that they're not promoting that website in any way, shape or form in order to get eyeballs on it. To which I say, good. Uh, here's, here's my counterpoint. Fuck that website. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we talked about it when it was first revealed that like, it seemed like Netflix was going to go in a, in a strategy that like, they would be the only new source for things coming out of Netflix. And we all know how bad that is. It's very bad when a, a company goes monolith on how they decide they want to control their message. Uh, for So fortunately, this website is dead and I'm very mm -hmm. fucking happy about it. Yeah. The only website where you should be going to get Netflix news is what's on Netflix dot com. Uh, that's true. Make sure to include the hyphens in between yeah. each word. What's hyphen on hyphen Netflix dot com. 
Or just type in what's on Netflix into Google, and that's basically going to be your first result. Yep. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I have, I have, like I said, I had strong opinions. Uh, I have, I said I had strong opinions in our Discord. I'm like, I have strong opinions, and I don't, I don't agree with the things that many of the people are complaining about with with this kind of thing. Uh, and I have now explained them. So that is it. That is all I have to say on this subject. Uh, I hope to God we never talk about it again. All right. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me go on a on a 15-minute rant about how these people are entitled. Ooh. Uh, hold, please. We have an update on the Dragon Prince. Quick update. Season 4 is going strong. All scripts are written. All dialogue is recorded. All storyboards and animatics are done. Six out of nine episodes are now animation complete. Four out of nine episodes are currently in lighting, rendering, and com- uh, compositing. Two out of nine episodes are in post-production for music and sound. Mm. And that was that was 18 days ago. So maybe late this year? Maybe. Depending on what their post-production looks like. I don't know what their post-production schedule looks like. I'd love to know. But uh, so there's a quick news story update. Uh, Dragon Prince season four is actually moving. We, and we might get something this year. Let's hope. Otherwise, it'll be well, we're in closing on three years since we've seen anything from them. Which, again. Is too long. All right, that'll move us into downstream uh, where we have a solo trailer to talk about. Baby, I can't control the Internet. Uh, that's true, and we talked about, uh, I guess, the announcement of the show's existence a while back, but uh, it's the Pentaveret. An unlikely Canadian journalist finds himself embroiled in a mission to uncover the truth about the world's oldest and most influential secret society. From the mind of Mike Myers and starring Ken Jeong, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Debbie Mazar, Richard McCabe, Jennifer Saunders, and Lydia West. The Pentaveret premieres globally 5-5-22, only on Netflix. Good marketing. Yeah, it's good marketing. Uh, after influencing global events for centuries, a secret society faces a dangerous threat from within. Can a Canadian reporter save them and the world? Uh, this is Mike Myers doing... Uh, a wacky series where he dresses up as a bunch of different characters uh, based on a joke from a movie that he did in. Uh, it was at least the 90s. 1993. Yeah. Uh, so based on a nearly 30 year old Mike Myers movie is this series. Yeah, it's a limited series. So there's at least that. But yes, uh, what you should have said was this stars Mike Myers, Mike Myers, Mike Myers, Mike Myers, Mike Myers, Mike Myers, Mike Myers and Mike Myers. Also, and some other people Ken that don't John matter. Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a Mike Myers thing, which means it's firmly planted in like that mid 1990 to early 2000s time frame of like when this would have been funny because I don't think it's going to be funny now. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just going to be suffering. Uh, that's true. I'll probably watch it. I mean, I might. I actually have time now. There's time now. <laughs> it's not uh, fair. It's there not fair time now. 
Right. There's time now and nothing but garbage to fucking watch. Yeah, it's because they're they're not uh, increasing their content budget. So uh, I think they're I think we're currently in a holding pattern with what's going on with their content. Like every yeah. like because they're canceling a bunch of stuff in pre-production too. like apparently Meghan Markle's animated series got canceled in pre-production. Like it was still in pre-production. So like hmm. it still hasn't happened yet. Um, people are upset about that for some fucking reason, despite the fact that you haven't seen a single, th- I, I don't get it. Like no matter what, like everyone, like Netflix cancels something. Oh, I'm upset about it. Netflix, uh, lets it go. But the first season sucks. Oh, ne- and people are upset about it. Netflix cancels after one season. People are upset. Like it doesn't fucking matter. People are always upset about something. Uh, I just, I, I, I hate them. Uh, it's true. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's, uh, the only trailer we have this week. Uh, th- God, I got this had big master of disguise energy. <laughs> uh, and that makes sense, considering the fact that uh, it's Dana Carvey and Mike Myers. Yeah. Uh, two of the most easily confusable people, probably. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. So Mike Myers is the entire Pentaveret and also the conspiracy theory guy who's trying to destroy the Pentaveret. And at least one family member of the conspiracy guy trying to destroy the Pentaveret. I think yeah, one of the characters. His Diad. He's he's Canadian, so he doesn't have a dad. He has a Diad. Hey, Diad. All right, that'll move us into quick hits. We're going to talk about some stuff that we watched this week. <laughs> Caleb, did you watch anything else this week? Uh, I did. So. After all this time and I guess uh, maybe I'm here to reignite the controversy, um, I finally watched uh, Dave Chappelle, The Closer. uh, Which is like him. I guess bookending the uh, Dave Chappelle bookending the body of work that he did for Netflix. Um, so this is the one that like uh, gave us the one of the funniest videos that the two of us had ever seen. Um, and like everybody hated it. What? Which? What video is this? Uh, the closer, the Netflix. Dave no, 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 Chappelle the video that you're thing. talking about, or the bit you're oh, talking about. Oh, the the people protesting at the Netflix office and. Oh! Uh, Oh, yeah, they snap off the guy's sign and say he's got a weapon. And, that, and then that guy doesn't get arrested for inciting a riot. Yeah. OK, yeah, that one. I OK, uh, I I thought you meant there was like a Chappelle joke that came out of this that we thought was really funny. Yeah. I don't know. No, uh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to tell anybody how to feel or, you know, whether. um you're you're justified in like being offended or whatever but like um for like he does a good job of explaining his perspective uh he probably <sighs> so i feel like as a society we've evolved past the point of like having to make jokes about groups of people to be funny but also, like, if you can't talk about stuff like how, I don't know, I it like, 
there's a lot of comedians that have just like <laughs> disappeared because like like I don't know we talked about Jerry Seinfeld's like oh I can't go to colleges anymore because like I would just get booed off stage for making jokes right about people and it's like or you could just power through it I guess I don't know like in this Dave Chappelle one of the things he says is like apparently they dragged me on Twitter after my last special which I don't give a fuck because Twitter is not a real place that is true and that is something people need to recognize more and more yeah I don't know there's a reason why I only follow 60 something accounts on our Twitter account and it's because I don't care for your opinions most of the time yeah that's the thing like you can you can choose to not be part of the audience, but like based on the things that he said and the reaction of people specifically on Twitter uh, to this special coming out, I don't think that any of them watched it. Oh, yeah. Correct. And it's like, oh, you. You th- you think that it's bad to judge people that you don't know anything about, huh? That's weird. Well, that's what uh, if you remember the episode I had with uh, Colin Moriarty when we talked about Netflix and gaming, we talked about a bit about the Chappelle thing. And he was like, yeah, I watched it. I don't know what everyone's upset about. Yeah. I don't know. They I think they just got mad because like. He mentioned transgender people in it and then they were like, oh, he must be making fun. He's trying to punch down at transgender people. And then didn't watch it, but formed an opinion. And then, like, other people formed an opinion off of that opinion. And, like, it just got into the Twitter echo chamber. Um, I don't know. It's it's really weird. But, like, the whole point of it, of him even bringing it up, was, like, he told a story about a, f- a friend of his that was transgender. And, like, when, a, a fellow comedian... And like whenever Sticks and Stones came out, like the the trans community was like freaking out at Dave on Twitter. And, uh, you know, she came out and was like, you know, he's not he's not punching up. He's not punching down. He's you know, he punches straight across and he's a master of his craft. And like that was her whole tweet about it. And then like the trans community just like turned on her and was like saying all kinds of shit. And then six days later she killed herself. And like, it's, it's a tragic story, but like, Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Cause I, cause Colin had said about this. He was like, yeah, like the ultimate thing is like, I didn't kill her. You did. You killed her. The way your reaction to what I said killed her. He, he doesn't say that. He's like, I don't know if like people freaking out about, that on Twitter is what drove her to do it. But I do know that like she left a daughter behind that now doesn't have a parent, but I don't know. It's, I don't know, man. (laughs) It's, uh, and now like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going to get fucking, you know, if we had anybody that listened to this show, that I would get fucking dragged on Twitter for watching it and talking about it. I think if you do what we do and you watch something 
uh, that doesn't automatically mean you sign off with its message. I'm not saying Chappelle had a good or bad message with his thing, but like just because you watch something does not mean you sign off on what it, it's supposed to be about. Uh, you can come away saying, hey, this message sucked, yeah. uh, but I gave it a shot anyway. I wanted to see. I wanted mm-hmm. to educate myself. And I think that's, and that's a problem. So I'm not I'm not going to make an assessment on, you know, the content of it, whether it's it's good or bad or neutral. But there is one thing that. He said that I, I think is kind of powerful, which is, you know. Whenever like. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Um, you know, came out that she was trans. Like, why was it easier for her to do that than it was for Cassius Clay to change his name? And to think of it from Dave's perspective specifically, like, there is a racial bias there. Or yeah. there appears to be, you know, you know what I mean? Right. So. I don't know. And that's that seems to be the kind of the whole thing he's getting at is like every everybody everybody suffers, everybody has hard shit that they're going through and like we all need to band together to fucking overthrow all white men. <laughs> yeah, fuck white guys. Yeah. I don't know. That's sincerely like 15 of the funniest minutes I've ever seen of like stand up comedy where he's talking about him becoming a gun owner <laughs> because he's afraid of uh, the heroin whites. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's the only thing I really want to say about it is like, if you're going to, if you're going to have an opinion about it, you should watch it. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a big thing on like movie Twitter uh, or film Twitter, I guess, is like, hey, if you're going to have an opinion on something, at least watch it first. Uh, to which I say, uh, if I watch the trailer to a movie and in that three minute trailer, uh, that is uh, what, maybe uh, a tenth of the movie, uh, I don't and I determine it's garbage. I don't need to see it. But uh, if you're going to call something, you know, transphobic rhetoric, uh, make sure you know what the fuck you're talking about, I guess. What's yeah. well, so, uh, <laughs> he like is telling this story about his friend. Like, you know, he, he had her open for a show he did and like she fucking bombed catastrophically. <laughs> but, uh, you know, after it, she was like so excited that he'd given her a shot and all that stuff. She ran up and hugged him and, uh, then he was like, and I, threw her off of me violently because I'm a transphobe. <laughs> but it's just, you know, he's fucking around. Right, of course. Uh context matters. I- imagine imagine, you know, the pull quote of that being like, and I threw her off her or I threw her off of me because I'm a transphobe. Like imagine like an article just pulling that out for free. Just feeling like that's it. He ad- he he admitted it. We got him everybody. Mm-hmm. He's going to trans jail. I like everybody. I like every I, I want everybody to feel safe and comfortable with being who they are and like just also think that people are too sensitive and like the world's tough and you're not going to make it if you're fucking losing your shit over what 
old comedy man said on a 30 minute fucking stand up special after yeah. he fucking disappeared off the planet for 12 years. Yeah, after what amounted to be a mental health crisis. Let's not forget that part. It's kind of true. Uh, what did you watch? All right. Uh, well, you've seen this on Twitter uh, because I posted it there, but I watched mm-hmm. uh, Choose or Die. It's a relatively new uh, Netflix horror movie about uh, an 80s video game called Cursor, uh, which apparently this was originally called Cursor. And I guess Netflix changed the title uh, just like they did with Cuties because we have to make things actively worse. So uh, the general plot is, is there's this girl. I can't, I think her name is Kayla. I can't fucking remember. Uh, I don't want to remember this movie sucks, uh, but uh, she is put into the game of cursor uh, after she starts playing it at a cafe. And then uh, horrific st- stuff starts happening. Like this girl uh, starts eating glass and that's about as brutal as it gets. It's like, you mm-hmm. see blood coming out of the girl's mouth of uh, when she, fucking uh uh, east glass so she eats glass uh and then uh she just goes through shit or it's like ah we get progressively you know more dread inducing uh except it's not dread inducing it's just kind of obnoxious and and stupid uh i don't know where this girl came from but uh, she's not a good actor uh asa butterfield's also in this you will know him as ender uh as one of the boys from the boy in the striped pajamas and also from sex education uh he has an american accent in this thing it's fine uh he's on the poster but he's in the movie for like 20 minutes so like it feels like it was one of those like seo forming kind of thing where it was like uh asa butterfield's in this thing and no one's going to watch this movie unless we show people that he's in this movie Mm -hmm. so we have to put him on the poster so they do it. Uh, the ending is the best part and not because it ends, but uh, uh, there's this yeah. cool thing where like it, there's a boss battle between her and Eddie Marsden, who is uh, who like made copies of the video game and distributed it. Uh, but basically any damage they do to themselves will reflect back onto the other person. So uh, like, uh, you know, like she'll she like I think she like punched herself in the face and like you know, he'll he'll like fly back or like she slices her arm and like his arm starts bleeding. Uh, she beats him by drowning herself, which was uh, kind of metal. Also, he slits his throat at the exact same time. So it's like a race against the clock of like, is she going to die because her lungs filled with water or is uh, she going to actually die because of blood loss? So that was neat. Hmm. Uh, and then it finally becomes like uh, at the very end, she's like the the owner of the game is like, how do you want to handle this? Like, you're you're the master of the game now. And she's like, I want to turn on people who deserve it. And I'm just like. Fuck you. Fuck you, movie. Yeah. Uh, fuck. God so, damn it. Yeah, that's a very bad ending. Boss fight was cool, but the the ending is very bad. Uh, so, so I'm looking at IMDb here. It says Robert England is in this as himself. OK, so Robert England voices uh, the cursor hotline. There's a hotline attached to, like the game case. It's like if you beat cursor, contact this hotline, you win one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, which is I think it was back in like 1982. The game came out. So, you know, you know, that's a pretty sizable chunk of money, especially for a kid. So like that's how they got people to play it is by offering one hundred twenty five thousand uh, dollars. And Robert England voices the the hotline. 
So that was cool. Like that was like a, a cool part, but it wasn't like a oh my god, this race is a whole fucking star. Because Robert Englund was in. Like I don't give a shit. Freddy Krueger's cool, but like he's not like you know I'm not gonna like masturbate over it because he's in the movie. Okay. Uh, so yes, choose or die. Uh, I chose to die, and hmm. I, I would rather just die. Uh, in that case, I, I get to one and a half. Like f- fuck that movie. Dave Chappelle's The Closer has an eight out of ten on IMDb. Oh, interesting. It's almost like people who watched it liked it. <laughs> you can't say that. If one person feels uncomfortable, nobody has any business watching it. I guess it's true. Uh, and that's it. That's all I watched this week. All right. Um, yeah. And other than that, I've like I said, I've been watching Parasite the Maxim because it's leaving. So true. Uh, so why don't we cut into a quick break? And when we come back, we'll talk about our featured review for Russian Doll Season 2. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick, and I'm the host of the annual live stream for The Cure to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute. They research immunotherapy, which signifies the hope of a future immune to all forms of cancer. CRI is extremely accredited and highly rated, meaning 88 cents out of every dollar donated goes to actual research. This year, starting on May 19th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, we're fighting for the sixth year in a row to raise money for this amazing organization and this important work. Livestream for the Cure is all about the power of the indie creator community, showing that even small creators can make a big difference. We're proud to continue working to raise money and awareness for the potential to treat all forms of cancer with immunotherapy. Together, we can make a difference. Learn more and make an early donation today at LivestreamForTheCure.com. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get in our main view topic for the week. Russian Doll Season 2. Yeah, Russian Doll is a TV series that originally aired in 2019 on Netflix. It is a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a comedy drama mystery uh, about a cynical young woman in New York who keeps dying and returning to the party that's being thrown in her honor on that same evening. Uh, she tries to find a way out of this strange time loop. She did that in season one. This time she's kind of traveling back through time and like quantum leaping into uh, the bodies of family members and like figuring out her family history. Uh, so it was created by Natasha Leone and Amy Poehler and Leslie Headland and stars Natasha Leone, Charlie Barnett and Greta Lee. Uh, Dan, what did you think of Russian doll season two? The season sucks. This sucks a lot. It yeah. It's like really bad. I don't like, know. I didn't think it was too bad, but uh, I don't know. I I can't be too upset about anything while I'm playing Stardew Valley. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's my new default state now. So the nice thing was that this was only three and a half hours. Uh, there are seven mm-hmm. 30 minute episodes, which was at least nice. Uh, it would be better if, you know, it wasn't completely incomprehensible what the fuck was going on or what yeah, the they don't of really the explain was. it. I don't I don't remember if they really explain what the fuck's going on or why it's going on in the first season. 
uh, because I watched this as I can only assume that they intended after a three year absence, uh, completely blind and without rewatching the first season. Uh, that is correct. That is also how I did. It. I watched the recap. I believe they at least came to the conclusion that like, uh, what the fuck is the male lead or like the co like the almost co lead? Uh, What's his Alan? name? Alan. Like Alan wanted to die. Uh, and uh, Natasha Leone just kind of lived without with like reckless abandon. And therefore, it was in theory that she wanted to die as well, but just like wasn't as overt about it. So like they they have this chance encounter at a convenience store. Where they both could have saved each other and therefore both get caught a in a time loop that then like it's Groundhog's Day. But the, their purpose mm-hmm. is to uh, make sure the other doesn't die and they make it through and blah, blah, blah. This I have no uh, like my best guess is that it is uh, you can't fuck with time. I feel I feel fuck with time. Uh, That's correct. That is the correct response. But like you can't like you can't change what's in the past. Like the past is always going to be what it is. And you're always going to uh, be what you are. Like you can't fix your upbringing and Mm -hmm. you you have to be okay with what you are. But why does Uh, she go back in time the first time? I don't know because she gets on a train and she's like, whoops, I'm in 1982. Yep. Uh, and I'm my no mom. Well, like, I, I guess because like Ruth is having issues and therefore it brings up her thing with her mom and therefore she want like the universe is like, well, fuck this woman in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, and then Alan, I, who the fuck knows why Alan is, I guess, because he's tied to the hip at, with Natasha, the, uh, Natasha yeah. Leone's character, that he has to also go back in time. I guess yeah, he he also has to become one of the matriarchs of his family. So, like, I I don't know, man. It's it's dumb. It's a it's a, it's 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 dumb. Uh, I feel like they bought into their own narrative hype after the first season, and we're just like, hey, we made something that was you know pretty smart, and people seem to enjoy it. Uh, let's try to go a little bit further. Uh, except they went a lot further and way more obtuse with it. So I just I, I'm just befuddled at what the aim even was. And I, I can't believe that after three years, this is what we fucking got. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, and, and the last thing I have to say about this, really, because I mean, we can talk about spoilers. That's fine. Uh, this pre- premiered on, I believe, a Wednesday on Netflix. Uh, and for the top 10 numbers for that week, uh, it didn't even make the top 10 for English language series, no. uh, which would have been about 11.78 million hours viewed, which means nobody's watching this. And, uh, and of course, everything yeah, pops in the second week. End. Yes, uh, everything pops in the second, second week. Maybe other people will think this show is good versus me, who thinks this show sucks or this season sucks. Uh, and it will, you know. There'll be enough demand for a, a third season, which I've heard. Apparently, this is it was supposed to be a three season arc to which I said, then why weren't you moving on on this at all? What, what where is your sense of urgency? It felt like it was yeah. uh, a surprise hit. And then Netflix was like, yes, we want more. And then this is the more. Yeah, if if you take more than a year <laughs> to put your season out. I will never watch your show. Unless, of course, I force you to, in which case then it'll happen. But yeah, it's fine. Um, 
so no, uh, in this one, like, at least they kept it, like, in the context of the show. It's three years later. So, like, her and Alan have been spending all of her birthdays together just to make sure that, like, another time incident doesn't occur. Uh, so that was her 36th birthday on that, on the first season. Now it's uh, a few days before her 40th birthday. So she goes on a subway train and it goes back in time. Seemingly for no reason. Yeah. And she's her mom and she's pregnant with herself. And. Uh, that's it. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. No, no, like... no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could Son just play the... Son of a bitch, this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see it. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. Yeah. And then she relives her mom's life, uh, up to, like including a part where like she apparently loses some... like family antique coins that were uh, gold Krugerrands. Yeah. Which, which were, were like, uh, basically like they, they had like their family's riches and stuff stolen by the Nazis. Uh, so like eventually she quantum leaps like back into her grandmother's body and like recovers all the treasure from the Nazis and like hides it. And then they exchange it for these cougarands that, like, then her mom steals and sells for a bunch of bullshit. Uh, and then, like, she's trying to get it back to the family. And then she gives birth to herself and, like, decides to raise herself. And uh, because she's selfish. Like, and then the universe starts to break apart. And that's right. pretty much the season. Right. Like, all the timelines collapse in on, in, in on each other. So, like you know time is falling apart and she's like walking around with like her herself as a baby and just being it, it, one of the most selfish characters that's ever happened for no for seemingly no fucking reason yeah uh i don't know they represent it in an interesting way i guess like she's walking through the hospital looking for ruth which is her godmother uh and like she'll go to a different room in the hospital and there's like ruth there from a different instance of her visiting the hospital because she's old and frail and she's like no i'm trying to find the the one the, the most recent one so she can i don't know say goodbye i guess because she's dying right and then um the, the final episode i guess is where like the whole you can't fuck with time thing comes into play because like uh, like the her herself as a baby falls like they they fall into like this empty space and time, and uh, you know the Krugerrands also appear there because like the Krugerrands uh like she got all of them back uh, in an effort to be like this is my family's fortune like my family's fortune's finally here and I can well fortune but it's like a couple hundred thousand dollars but like it's, it's like, like a quarter million I yeah, think it's, like a, it's 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 a good amount of money decent sum but, uh it disappears from the train she's on. And like she's just like, oh, so I just lost the fortune again. But uh, of course, that's time just being like, hi, you can't have this. And, yeah. you know, uh, because it's a fixed, it's essentially a fixed point in time. Like your family lost the, this money. 
you know, you, mm-hmm. you've got to get over it. Like this is a thing that happened. Uh, and then it's represented again at the, in the finale episode, whenever like she's walking through the water and like, she's trying to grab the Krugerins and, uh, also has the baby. So she has to determine whether she wants to the, the family fortune to exist or herself to exist. Uh, and of course chooses herself because that's who, who wouldn't do that. And then time fixes itself eventually. And everything's fine except it's a month later for some reason yeah i don't know so what i'm saying is it took three and a half hours for them to get to don't fuck with time uh you can't fix it it. well it took uh three years in three and a half hours that's that is true so yeah uh my is there anything else you want to talk about with the with the series the the season no it's uh it's whatever if you're into it you're into it that's fine that's not very good no uh i agree uh i i i will not say it was a complete waste of time because like i said i think the final episode is at least visually actually the final two episodes are probably at least visually interesting but yeah i mean no this 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 wasn't it uh and it doesn't look like you're going to get another season to try again. So I'm I'm sorry, but uh, your show's probably done. Uh, you probably should have moved faster so people would still care about your show. Uh, and, and with that, you get two and you should be lucky to get that. Uh, what would you rate this? A two. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Uh, yeah, two sounds right. For some reason, my brain was like, yeah, you're saying that it got two seasons and you're lucky to have that. Oh, uh, I mean, I guess it technically <laughs> makes I mean, it makes sense based off what I was saying. But yeah, no, uh, you're lucky to get a two star uh, if it if, if if that. So. Yeah. Disappointing. Based off of the vague memory of me thinking at least the first season was good. All right. All right. Uh, now it's time to talk about a patron requested review from Ashley uh, about The Dark Knight. Well, fine, if you don't want my money. You mean, if we watch terrible movies, you'd give us money? Well, sure. Mr. Caleb, welcome to the patron review segment. All right, and uh, I, because uh, the Dark Knight left on April 30th, uh, today oh, no. it is May 1st, uh, which I have the Dark Knight on DVD, but I thought that this would be funnier because when I went to search for the Dark Knight and it wasn't on there, instead I watched Dark Shadows, which is the 2012 uh, Johnny Depp movie where he's a vampire. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> So I'm going to be uh, briefly talking about that while also talking to you about The Dark Knight, which I've seen uh, about 47 times. It sounds about right. Technically, we both watched a thing about a Batman. That's true. I mean, that, that's actually the big reason why Ashley chose this, because like I like after watching the Batman, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm back into the Batman again. Like, I'm, I'm very excited 
about the Batman. It's like a solo hero again. I want to watch the Dark Knight again, see how the, see how it holds up. And uh, I, I wasn't getting around to it. And Ash was like, do you just want me to pick it for you? I'm like, yeah, fuck it, sure. So we watched it. And I, I watched it on Blu-ray because uh, I have a 4K of it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, to, I wanted to see it. So, you know, you watch it and like it's it's just it's just as good as you remember it. Like it, it is to me still the ultimate comic book movie because I I sat there the whole time. I wasn't bored. It was always moving. Something was always happening that was important. And I was just engrossed the whole time. Like uh, the actions. What do you want okay. to kill me, Joker? What do you want to kill me? Yeah. The, the yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, we could talk about that part <laughs> where, where like we, we memed on the fucking Batman voice because the Batman voice is actively not great. Uh, yeah, I hate it. Like, I understand why they did it. And unfortunately, every single Batman since has adopted a Batman voice like this. Like, Ben Affleck has like... Pattinson doesn't really do it that much. Not that much. Also, he doesn't talk that much. He just kind of drops his normal voice down a bit. Also, he's hardly ever Bruce Wayne in the movie. Right. Uh, But, like, that was what Kevin Conroy did, too. So I think that was, like... I think there was a standard of like, let's just drop our voice. And then Christopher Nolan was just like, no, we're going to have him fucking growl at people. And then Zack Snyder was like, no, we're going to have a voice modulator on him. So that way you kind of can't, which like I, that makes sense. But like the, the growling makes none. The only superhero that I will ever accept, uh, changing their voice while they're in their superhero persona is the flash because he vibrates his, vocal cords to alter his voice i thought you were gonna say shazam because he literally has to because he's a different well, yeah person. because he's a not the same human being R- right but uh so yeah like the 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 batman voice isn't isn't great uh also it has my least favorite character in any comic book movie ever uh which is the the passenger seat cop during the uh the the tunnel chase <clears throat> Because you you have Jim Gordon driving the, the, the police truck with fucking Harvey Dent in the back. And then his fucking idiot, stupid, never shuts up man passenger in the, in the fucking passenger seat. Just like side seat driving the whole fucking time. And this is like, bro, shut the fuck up. Just yeah. just shut up. Um, I don't know. I <laughs> I just thought of like. Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon in Batman Begins, like over explaining uh, the League of Shadows fucking plot. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, I'd been putting a poison in the water mains and now they're, they're going to microwave it and the pipes will burst. And then Gary Oldman's like covering the city in this poison. It's like, yeah, that's what I was telling you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's like uh, I, I, I don't have many flaws to this movie, like true flaws. There are yeah. things I don't like, but there are no I cannot see a single glaring flaw with um, the movie. I think the movie's really good. I think it does hold up. There's there's a lot of things that I really like about it. Um, I really hate the bat voice. Yes, that's fair. Uh, the. Honestly, like the plot's fairly cookie cutter for like 
a comic book movie. Which is fine. Which is fine. It does what it should do. It gives it gives Heath Ledger moments where he can just be com- a complete fucking insane person. Um, I don't know. I think that Aaron Eckert's underused in this movie in particular, but also in the first movie. Well, he's um, not even in the first movie. Oh, that's right. For some reason, I was thinking he was. No. Uh, I mean, this is his career magnum opus. Like, he's never been better than this in his career, as, like, since. Because, like, basically from this Aaron movie. Eckhart? Yeah. Like, he was uh, in, like, I Thank would, You I for Smoking. I would submit to you thank, you, thank You for Smoking. I think that that Wait, is a phenomenal performance. But I haven't seen that. But, like, after this movie, he got cast as, like, the lead in a bunch of, like, garbage generic movies where he wasn't mm-hmm. trying anymore. Like, uh, yeah, like I Frankenstein. Yeah, I Battle LA, I Frankenstein, shit like that. And you're just like, bro, you have more talent than this. But uh, he just had the worst just, fucking agent, apparently. Just a bad agent, yeah. Yeah. But um, I will say the absolute best part of the film uh, to me and like. It's it's the opening bank heist scene like that. That opening is so fucking good. And then nothing else in the movie ever quite lives up to it for me. Uh, And I love that scene so much that I once taught a fucking 30 minute class about it while I was in college uh, because it's it's game theory uh, on film and like how each each other person has like their decisions that they have to make and like a person that they're supposed to eliminate. And then like but they know somebody's gunning for them, but they want to try to be the last one standing because then they get all of the money and it's outstanding. Yeah. And I also love the parking garage scene. Uh, That's a parking garage I've seen in Pittsburgh a million times. I don't believe this movie was shot in Pittsburgh. I think it was Chicago almost entirely, but then they oscillated between Chicago and Pittsburgh because they have similar architecture. Mm -hmm. So like there's a lot of the same DNA between those two cities. And so like you you see them driving along in fucking Gotham and it's like, oh, that looks like Pittsburgh. But it's like, oh, that's that's clearly Chicago. I don't know. Uh, Batman and Robin taught me that uh, the architecture in Gotham City is supposed to be fucking uh, rainbow road style highways going around giant statues of God knows what. So Los Angeles. Yeah. You remember that? I remember a car chase scene where they were on just like these gigantic statues. I don't. I haven't seen that movie in like 20 some years and yeah, I tried watching <laughs> it. Uh, I got 10 minutes in before I'm like, oh, my God, Nicole Kidman is so bad in this. I can't anymore. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the Dark Knight. Uh, I don't have much else to say that hasn't already been said before. The only thing that I can remember uh, really from Batman and Robin is like because uh, Batgirl joins the crew in it. And it's Alfred's niece, I believe. Yes. Played by Alicia Silverstone. And like, it's clearly Alicia Silverstone in the costume. And uh, Alfred's like, oh, dope. You got a new bat person. And uh, she's like, Uncle Alfred, it's me. And it's like, it's very clearly her. (laughs) I think he knows, honestly. And, And he's just like, oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, so yeah, this is one of the the Dark Knight is one of the few five star movies I have. I think I have six in total. Uh, this and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Dark Shadows is about an imprisoned vampire, Barnabas Collins, uh, who is set free and returns to his ancestral home, where his dysfunctional descendants are in need of his protection. Uh, this is based on an old ass soap opera. Uh, it was directed by Tim Burton, and of course, uh, being as such has uh, Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter in it, along with Michelle Pfeffer and Ava Green. It's not great. I don't know. It's entertaining enough. It's sure. It's based on a. It's based on a soap opera, and that's kind of what it is. It's just like an hour and 50 minute soap opera. Because uh, like Johnny Depp is like. Uh, he he was like a rich ass family in like colonial America. Like uh, he was fucking like the maid or something and then spurned her for his true love. Uh, and the maid was pissed off and also a witch who cursed him to become a vampire uh, and then buried him uh, in a coffin after turning the townsfolk on him. Uh, he escaped after 200 years and came back to uh, lead the family back to its former glory. Um, so like the only people left in the family are uh, like a shithead dad who like is just a deadbeat dad. He's there. They don't really he doesn't really do anything. Michelle Pfeiffer is the, the matriarch of the family who is like the smart business lady who uh, doesn't have weird things about her. She's just kind of like the straight man to Johnny Depp's fucking unhinged vampire. Right. Um, They had like the son in the family is uh, like he says he sees the the spirit of his dead mother. Um, which like uh, it turns out that he does and she's a ghost and she talks to him and stuff. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is in this as like his older sister and she like late, late in the movie, like she's just kind of a shitty teenager. And then like at the 11th hour, it's like, fuck that. I'm also a werewolf. <laughs> uh, and then she does things. Um, and then, like, they have a new, uh, like, governess come in to, like, take care of the the son. Uh, and she turns out to be, like, uh, the resurrected form of, like, Johnny Depp vampire's true love, who was killed by the evil witch because this is Dracula. Uh, and what just, you know put that whole cloth from the Dracula story into here. Uh, and then the other person that lives there is Helena Bottom Carter as like a live in doctor, I guess for some reason, but she, sure. she like finds out that Johnny Depp's a vampire and is like, Oh, I'm going to try to reverse the vampire curse by giving you transfusions of normal human blood to like purify your blood. But it turns out she's just taking his blood and turning herself into a vampire. Uh, and also like. Because Johnny Depp's in love with uh, the the new governess that comes in and like the whole 
movie is him trying to get with her. Uh, but then like the the witch that cursed him is still around because she also is immortal uh, and they end up fucking and then him and Helena Bottom Carter end up fucking. It's like, man, he's fucking everybody except the person that he claims is his true love or whatever. But, you know, vampires. <laughs> it's whatever. I don't know. It's a movie I watched. Yeah. I saw this in theaters. I forget who I saw it in theaters with, but it was like some girl wanted me to take him to it. So I did. I hope you uh, have distanced yourself from that girl. I don't know. I think that, uh, you know, I. She got to see her movie. I got to see her boobs. We went our separate ways. Clearly. Can't beat we, it. We both got what we were looking for in the relationship. That's it. Well, it's better than uh, some things worse than a lot of things. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'll take your word for it. Just whatever. Okay. Uh, well, cool. I'm glad you watched Dark Shadows and now I feel like I have to. So <laughs> fantastic. I'm going to go shoot myself. You can right. if you uh, want. I don't care. It was always allowed. So. Uh, next week on the show, we will be doing, uh, the takedown, which is, uh, the new Omar Sy movie, which, uh, if I know anything about Netflix is that they'll fuck up the trailer for anything Omar Sy, but then the actual thing will be pretty good. So fingers crossed that that holds true. Uh, and on the back half of that, we'll be doing a dick pic. So have at it. So, uh, I, I kind of want to call an audible here because uh, okay. Netflix is insisting that I watch this. Uh, so, if you recall, uh, back in 2008, we were we were in college, uh-huh. uh, and a, a new Sylvester Stallone movie came out, uh, which was the fourth in a series of him reprising his role as John Rambo, a uh, human killing machine. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So we went and saw that. And like the entire row behind us in the theater was just a fraternity that came wearing tank tops and headbands and like camo face paint. Uh, and they had a friend who worked there and they like uh, snuck in a bunch of fucking keystone <laughs> and got fucking hammered. Uh, and it was actually one of the greatest movie going experiences ever, because uh, every time somebody died in the movie, uh, there was a standing ovation. Um, Eleven years later, an old ass Sylvester Stallone made uh, the sequel to that film called Rambo Last Blood, which is about uh, th- somehow still alive John Rambo uh, fighting a Mexican drug cartel uh, for some reason. Uh, that makes no that's, sense. That's uh, what we should watch because I have a feeling it's going to be a glorious disaster. Okay. Well, then that's on the list. Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll watch Rambo Last Blood for fucking fun, I guess. Yeah, why not? I genuinely like all of the other Rambo movies, so we'll see. I even like Rambo 3, where he's. Uh, helping what would later become the Taliban. 
So that's next week. Uh, as for us, you can find the show at NetflixandSwill.com if you want to stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. Uh, check us out on Good Pods. Uh, it's a podcast service that actually rewards you for uh, listening to podcasts and re- rewards uh, the podcasts you listen to by actually letting them chart. Currently, I think we're number eight overall in uh, their TV show review uh, categories. Yeah, so uh, listen to us there to get us higher, baby. Let's fucking go. Uh, also, just listen to all of your other podcasts there. That way they know that you love them. Neat. I, hmm. Maybe I'll have to switch podcast apps. Uh, so a couple things to know if you do if you do switch to good pods. Uh, first and foremost, the player isn't great. Uh, if you listen at more than one X speed, uh, the sound gets distorted a bit. Uh, I listen at more than one X speed, so the sound gets distorted a bit. Uh, also, uh, you can't add any feeds that aren't in their, uh, server. So like, if you have a Patreon feed, you can't add that. You have to use whatever Patreon or like whatever RSS feed aggregator you're already using. Gotcha. Other than that, it's a good service. I like it. Uh, also you can rate it in episodes individually and say funny, smart uh, things to us. That way we know you're listening. Yeah. Like you can tell them how, uh, I'm a transphobe because I didn't say that uh, Dave Chappelle's a piece of shit because I yeah. don't know the guy. That's true. But yeah, this is like the only place I check like for us on any kind of charts because this is the only place we would be charting, quite honestly. Uh, also, somebody got mad that Nick was charting over them in the food, the food section. Uh, and so we all just fucking roasted this man because uh, he was an asshole. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but yes, uh, currently number eight. So uh, and that's overall, not even indie only. So, you know, uh, check us out. Check out nobody above us because they all fucking suck. Mm-hmm. This is uh, by the way, this is a joke for legal purposes. Uh, I'm all the people above us are wonderful people and are people. And make sure you remember that whenever you shit on them online. <sighs> all right, then. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any other stuff to tell them, Dan? Uh, yeah, Netflix. Oh, uh, live stream for the cure six. Check us out. Uh, our segment is May 21st at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, figure that out if you're in a different time zone. Uh, I'm not, I'm not playing these games for you. Uh, even though I love you, uh, please support, uh, please donate. We're trying to raise $20,000. We're at 800 already. So we're doing, we're doing good. Uh, so there's that. All right. Uh, thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter. And until next week, this is Caleb saying, give me that, and I'm going to do what you should have did 10 minutes ago. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.